Hello and welcome to Cocoa Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. My name is Dr. Bola Sagade. I'm a women's health specialist. Today, we're fortunate to have with us a chef, Chef Patria Cunningham Barrett from Detroit, Michigan. She now lives in Atlanta. Chef Patria has been a chef for over 30 years. She has three degrees, an AAS culinary art, a bachelor's degree in nutrition, and a master's degree in health education. Currently, she is a CTAE culinary instructor with DeKalb County Schools in Atlanta, Georgia. She's a wife, she's a mother, and she's a grandma. The topic of our podcast today is, do I need to prepare and cook food differently when I'm pregnant? So Chef Patria, I want to ask you the first question for today. Okay. Why is diet important during pregnancy for a woman and her baby? Okay, well, diet is a bad word, so we won't use diet. We'll eat, we'll use healthy living. So um, that's why we don't use diet. Nutrition, we don't use diet. We say healthy living. So the reason that it's important that uh, a pregnant woman eats is the food that they eat actually go to the baby and to themselves. Healthy eating is linked to good brain development, healthy birth weight, reduced birth defect, risk of anemia, fatigue, and even morning sickness. Everything that you eat, you are sharing with your baby. So I don't know, um, anatomy, you got the baby in the little bun, you got the umbilical cords. So your baby is kind of like a parasite. It's going to get everything it needs. So that's why you might feel fatigued sometimes because maybe you're not getting enough iron because, uh, you're, like I said, the baby is going to take what it needs. So you don't, so when the, the phrase eating for two, it is hundred percent correct. But that does not mean you eat for two or three people because you don't want that extra weight gain. But the iron helps with the folic acid for the baby's brain and just eating correctly. So you might say, well, what's eating correctly, chef? Okay, so I know it's the fast food time and everybody into Uber and things like that. And that's okay sometimes. And it can be very expensive. And when you are pregnant, your taste change because your your everything goes wet, but your smell is usually really acute. And your taste, you might have liked this before, but now you don't. And that's good. But what you have to do is you don't take out the essential things that you really need. So you need protein, you need nutrients, you need vitamins, you need dairy. So the best thing to do is when you are trying to get a balanced plate. Is to eat the rainbow. What I mean by that is vegetables. You pick different colors of vegetables, green vegetables, purple vegetables. I love living in Georgia because when I came here, the decab farmer's market, it was, they have everything there. They have every vegetable that you can think of and fruit. So you might say, I don't like fruit and vegetable stuff. I, I get it. But sometimes you have to do what's healthy for you and the baby. I never like milk. 
So I had to learn to eat yogurt and cheese and things like that. And then when you are pregnant and you have morning sickness, the best thing to do is eat smaller meals. So you're eating more throughout the day. You're getting nutrients and you're not throwing up. And then you'll actually find out that it might have been some type of food that you were eating that actually gave you the morning sickness. And I know I remember a thousand years when I was pregnant. There are some women who crave things they shouldn't eat. You shouldn't be eating dirt. You shouldn't be eating cornstarch. You shouldn't be eating chalk. Usually that really means you have an iron deficiency. So you should talk to your doctor and get more iron pills or start eating, eat beets, peanut butter, green, earthy things. And the new thing is, is everyone's a vegetarian. Okay. So that's a good thing. And that's a bad thing because being a vegetarian does not mean eating French fries and impossible burgers. And now I'm a vegetarian and eating chips all day. Now, if you decide to become a vegetarian, you have to add more legumes and things like that in your menu. You have to eat balanced. You can't just eat a fruit and say, I'm a vegetarian. It is great to be a vegetarian, but also you have to watch it doing becoming a vegetarian while you're pregnant because you need the you need that vitamin K. You need that protein. So if you weren't a vegetarian before you got pregnant, it's not a good idea to become a vegetarian while you're pregnant. You're like, why, chef? I don't understand. Because like I told you, that baby is a parasite. It's going to take what it needs. It's going to take the extra calcium, iron. And you're like, I can't. I feel terrible. Because what you put in is what your baby has. So that's why smoking is out. No, no smoking. Drinking is out. If you really need a drink, you can wait nine months for that drink. And you're like, well, why is that important? You have babies who are born addicted to alcohol and drugs. If you do drugs, sure, some places marijuana might be legal, but you got to think you've got a whole new individual in you. So let's let that person make that decision when they're 18. Don't make the decision for them because there's a lot of brain defects and things like that. And it will make your pregnancy a lot harder. And believe me, some people have miracle babies. Boom, boom, boom. That baby's born. But pregnancy by itself is not always a great time. I mean, you're going, your hormones are going through you. You're sad. You're happy, you know, and the best thing a lot of people do say they're eating for two and overeat. But if you find yourself that you're hungry, eat like celery, eat carrots. If you know you've eaten a lot, don't let people overfeed you. Because you gain weight as it is while you're pregnant if you're eating right. You don't want to have all this extra weight and give you and your baby added problems. Because believe it or not, within the last 10 years, diabetes and high blood pressure have been affecting children. So you also have to worry about your sodium intake. So it's, it's okay if you really want to go out to eat. But if you want to go out to eat, try a salad place. And you also have to realize during that time... You can't just go eat anywhere because the target groups are pregnant women and senior citizens and people with compromised immune systems. So that means that your body is not like it was before you were pregnant. So if you could have ate at John's barbecue, you know, he don't wash his hands and that stuff and it didn't bother you. It's going to definitely bother you while you're pregnant. And those are things you do not want to 
experience. You don't want hepatitis A. You don't want norovirus. You don't want E. coli. You don't want any of that. So it is best to cook your own food. And if you're like, I can't cook, like, okay. So the best thing I say, make sure you have a thermometer, not a baby thermometer. I'm talking about a food and meat thermometer. So to cook your own food. So you you brought this food, Kroger had a sale, you threw it in the freezer. Great. So how I'm going to cook it. One thing I can tell you, the internet is great. They have great recipes. I'm not talking about those TikTok recipes because they're skipping a whole bunch of steps. You make sure you have a clean surface. So if you're making chicken, I'm making some chicken Alfredo. Good idea. But instead of buying that Alfredo sauce, we're going to make it from scratch. So we're going to take the chicken. What's up? It's frozen. What should I do? Okay. We got three ways how you're going to thaw that chicken. Running over cool water. Cool, not hot. I better not catch you using hot water thawing chicken. So cool water in a in a bowl or a pot in the sink. You can do it overnight. Not on the counter. No, 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 no. We're not throwing food on the counter. You put it in the, overnight in the refrigerator and let it thaw out. And then when you get there, you might try to say it's still a little frozen. So we run cool water, not hot water, to get it thawed. And you can use the microwave, which eh, I don't I don't really like. Or you can also use it, you can cut it up frozen and use it then. So for so we're gonna saute the chicken, but we're gonna take our, our meat thermometer and we're gonna make sure that chicken is 165 degrees. Now 142. Now 143, 165. Why you ask? Because it kills the salmonella. Everything is gone. Next, we're going to use our Alfredo sauce. We not we we decided we're not gonna buy that ragu stuff. Yuck. We're gonna get us some butter. Yes, I said butter. And we're gonna use flour. And we're just going to do equal parts of butter and flour. We're gonna cook it just a little bit so it has a little peanut smell and still white shut it off. But guess what? We're going to use almond milk. So we put the almond milk in there, about a cup, mix it up together. And then we use our Parmesan cheese, salt and pepper and garlic. Guess what? You just made Alfredo sauce and you made it cheaper. We're going to try something. Instead of those white noodles, let's try the wheat noodles. In fact, they actually have a great vegetable noodle and you won't even tell the difference. In fact, the kids will never know. So you just made chicken Alfredo, you saved $30 and guess what? It was good. And you got to put, you can put more cheese in it. And so let's see what we got out of that. We got our protein. We got our dairy, two things of our dairy. We got our garlic and guess what? We're going to have a salad on the side. Bam. We just had a nutritional meal. So you say, I like sweets. Okay. I'm not going to say don't eat sweets. I say moderation. So we're not going to eat cookies all day. We So and, and we're going to say we're going to have our cookies for our dinner. So we had two cookies and we had some milk. We just ate healthy. You went to a restaurant. They gave you some meat that they had frozen, a sauce that they had frozen, and extra calories. I'd rather if I'm going to get extra calories, it's going to be something I ate myself or something that's going to do for me. So it's so easy to cook healthy. And if you really, you really want to know, everybody's got a cell phone. Check out a recipe. And one thing, if you're like, I want to eat healthy, 
Remember, we don't use that diet word. That's a bad word. We're going to, we, you can go to myplate.gov. The government has a great site. It used to be the food pyramid, but we stopped using that. So myplate.gov, you can actually put in your weight, your situation, pregnant. It'll tell you exactly how many calories you need. You can actually also plan your meals. So what, what should I eat? I got this great food, but I don't know what to do with it. So it'll tell you how to plan your meals and then it'll take all the guesswork away from you. But every time you go to the store, I have one thing I really want you to do. Try a new vegetable. I know you didn't like it before, but you'd be surprised. Try a new vegetable and try a new way of cooking it. And I can tell you, I love fried chicken. Okay. And I talk lots of trash about the air fryer. Huh? I got an air fryer. Hmm. I love air frying. So you want that fried? I know it's hard to get away from. It is. Try the air fryer. You got 50% less oil. You can control everything you put in there. And it bakes, roast, and everything. So that's my spiel, Doc. I, I hope that I hope that helped. Yeah, Chef Chef Patria. First of all, you talked about the the site for the government. Can you mention that site again slowly that we sure. can go to uh, for meal planning? Yes, it's myplate m y p l a t e dot gov. And also, pregnant women they will be able to get WIC. If they're able to get WIC, WIC. Also now, like when I had it, they didn't do this. They they can get fresh fruit, vegetables, I think a little bit more than we used to be able to get. And the cereals. So the cereals that they have on WIC are already fortified. So anything that you can get on WIC is great for you during your pregnancy. WIC also has a website too for meal planning and things like that. And sometimes if you have kids and you know your kid's not going to eat it, I know it might be a little bit. Make your food separately. I mean, come on now. How many times will we eat them chicken nuggets? Thank you so much. And you're so welcome. You, you, you're trying to get us to go away from the word diet and just use eating plan. Eating plan. Yeah, plan. Eating okay. plan. Okay. So not a diet, but an, uh, an eating plan. Is that right? Exactly. Yes, right, ma'am. Right. And, and you did talk about some things, you know, you talked about what a healthy, balanced eating plan will <laughs> involve. How to get away from the diet. I think you talked about whole grains and cereal. Yes. You talked about vegetables, legumes, beans. Mm. And you did talk about uh, meats and poultry, so lean meats, poultry, mm-hmm. fish, eggs, tofu, nuts, and uh, for people that are not allergic, uh, you right. talked about fruits, you talked about dairy foods, including milk, but right. hopefully reduced fat milk, right? and uh, cheese and yogurt. And so, and you did start talking about food preparation and food safety, Right. And we know that, you know, food poisoning is common and right. the problems can range from just having a, an upset tummy to vomiting, to serious yes. food poisoning right. and diseases like hepatitis A 
Right. Which a pregnant woman really does not want to have any of these things. Exactly. E. coli, you, salmonella. Salmonella. You that. started talking yes. about ways in which we can prepare food and be safe about food. Can you revisit that for us? You know, food preparation, you know, um, sure. you know, if a food smells funny or if it's slimy or moldy, it shouldn't be eaten. Uh, right. So yeah. our, our thing as a chef, if in doubt, throw it out. Okay. So some fish are high in mercury. So you do have to also put that in, but like fish, if it doesn't smell like the sea, it's no good. You know, the chicken will start getting kind of crusty or something like that. Don't even cook it because when it's already that bad, too many microorganisms are in it and the heat will not kill it. So one thing you have to do is make sure you properly refrigerate your food, keep hot food hot and cold food cold. So you're like, what does that mean, chef? That means if you are at a barbecue, because summertime, you make sure you get a sterno and you put fire under that to keep that food hot. If you eating potato salad, which potato salad has some hidden stuff in there. If you eat it when it's warm, you make sure it's on ice. So to prepare food, you make sure you don't cross-contaminate. So what is cross-contamination? Cross-contamination is when you put one pathogen to another pathogen. So if I made chicken and I just cut up some raw chicken and then I, I cut up a lettuce salad on the same cutting board, I contaminate that whole thing. Why? Because you don't cook a salad, but you cook the chicken. So everything that's in that salad, anybody who's going to get it is going to get sick. And I mean, like salmonella is way up there with hepatitis A. Like it can make you as far as aborting your child. So you have to make sure it watch the people who cook your food. Make sure if you go into a restaurant, they don't wear gloves. They're not they're not cleaning up and things like that. Don't eat it. You're better off eating something out the can before you let somebody hurts you as far as a foodborne illness. So hepatitis A is a small one. They have some that are a lot worse than that. So make sure if it's clean, make sure it's clean. You know, you're cooking, you have to change the baby diaper, stop, wash your hands. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Anytime you go from one job to another, as far as you want to cook and chicken. Okay, now you want to make some, some vegetables. Wash that cutting board, soap and bleach. A little bleach, wash and sanitize. You're gonna you're gonna cut, you're gonna clean the knife, you're gonna clean the cutting board, you're gonna clean your space. Then you go to something else. Always, I mean, grandma used to put that little bleach in that water, and we laughed at her, but now you see like that stuff kills corona. So clean, clean, clean. Even if you're in a situation that you're in a small area, make sure your area is used and clean. If it's a is a fact that you can't get the healthy foods. There's always someone who will be able to help you to get the healthy foods. They have programs for pregnant women, the WIC program, even if you don't qualify for food stamps. But make sure, and also make sure it's a trusted source, the things that you're getting. So the chicken and stuff like that. Now, if you're giving for a food bank, that's a trusted source. But I mean, just somebody like, hey, you want it, you want this? Because you don't really know what they did with that food before you got it. So you could have cooked it right, but the person already tainted the food. 
So when you go to the grocery store, if it looks funny, don't even take it home. I know it's when they mark down the food, you know, always marked down, but smell it. Meat, you can tell sometimes when it's bad, but if it's been improperly handled, you can't always tell that it's bad. So if it's a trusted source, I can go back to Kroger and say, hey, on the 13th, I brought this from your store and they can tell me where they got it from. If it's not a trusted source, you don't know where they got it from and you're entering everything in your body. So make sure you have a thermometer and you can go right online. It'll tell you the proper temperature to cook any meat or fish or even eggs. And while you're pregnant, you don't need to be eating sushi, no raw fish, meat, anything. I know you might like that raw steak when you weren't pregnant, but you're pregnant. So you got to think about, I'm taking care of this little, this little bimbo to make a big, a grown child. So you just got to keep, you just got to keep cleaning, clean your area. Even if it's a small area, keep your food. If you know you're not going to be able to eat a, a big portion, only make a small portion. Cause you're like, well, I don't really have a refrigerator. You only make a small portion, make a small portion that you can eat then. And if you can, like I said, if it's hot, keep it hot. If it's a cold, keep it cold. And if you got to take your lunch with you, don't don't make your lunch of things that's going to be perishable. I mean, it's Georgia. It's hot. So you can make a sandwich, a, a turkey sandwich. That's not going to last long. But if you make like peanut butter and jelly or something like that, that you can travel with, do that. And always keep like pregnancy. Make sure you have crackers. Because you would know a lot of times some women know exactly when they eat something that they baby don't like and they body don't like it. So even though the parent, the baby, the little parasite is also a great parasite that would keep you from eating the wrong foods. So I hope I did. I did. I cover it. Yes. Yes. And you did start about, you know, how do we best shop for what we eat? And I know that you did talk some about that, but some Tips like, you know, stopping for the chilled or the frozen foods last, right. you know, during your shopping trip, taking an insulated container for, for meat, dairy products, and uh, putting the cold foods into the refrigerator immediately you get right. home. Can you, you know, maybe talk again to us some more about that? How do we best shop for the food that we eat especially in and around pregnancy. Okay, so if you notice how a grocery store is set up, okay? Most grocery stores set up first thing is the produce. So you you get your vegetables and stuff like that. Then they have the bread. So we got our bread. Then if you notice there's meat, but they're always so canned goods. Before we go to the meat, we're going to get our canned goods. Just like the store is set up then after we finish our canned goods, we're going to go down to the meat. We're going to get our meats. Then what right by the meats is the milk and the cheese. We're going to get that too. Then finally, we're going to get our frozen stuff. So we kept everything in a great window. Now, when you're traveling, an hour out, you know, frozen stuff with milk, but everything is so far away. If you keep it in that danger zone within an hour to two hours, you'll be okay. So, because I mean, it's hard to say I got this, these eggs and I'm going to be home in 10 minutes. 
if you get on you get on 75, it might take you 30 minutes to get someplace to take you 10 minutes. So as long as you keep it in that two hour window, you should be good as far as your food. So don't go to the grocery store and then go to the mall. Then five hours in, you still got your food. But you it's usually an hour to two hours to get home. Your food will be good. Then you go right in, you put the frozen stuff. And if you get an ice cream or something like that, I wouldn't even get anything frozen. But you put the frozen stuff. And you can also buy the grocery store have these bags that say hot or cold. So they're perfect insulators. So you can buy those and those are very helpful. But if you know, if you know you have limited space, only buy what you need. I know it's, it's you know, some people just don't have the space. They may have to use a cooler. You know, they may not have a use of a refrigerator. So buy what you need. And in that case, if you have to use cans, things, make sure it's low sodium, low sodium and low sugar. Because like I said, some people, you know, they, they're not fortunate. They may be living, the cooler might be what they're using. So, you know, if you say, I got to buy canned foods, make sure you get low sodium canned food, things with no MSG, things with low sugar. So that way, I mean, I know it's really easy to tell people to go to the grocery store to get something, but sometimes you can't afford it. Sometimes you have to shop at the dollar store. I've done that. I've had to stop shopping at the dollar store. But when you're in that case, you just make sure you read the label. Hey, this got 500 milligrams of sodium. That's too many. You know, read the label. So you can still survive if you don't have the money. 